with God. And I hope that you've done that over the past 21 days. I hope that maybe your prayer life has been strengthened. I hope that your Bible reading time has been strengthened through the quiet times in the scriptures that we've given you and the things that we've, we've invited you and asked you to pray over over the past 21 days. And, and so we get to this point and we see in Moses' life that we see he's gained some confidence so he's gone to the mountain and met with God at the burning bush, and he's gone to the mountain and, and, uh, and to receive the Ten Commandments. And he comes back down, and there's a point where he has to go back up. And you can read the story and, and everything that happens in between there. It's just really cool. But God, uh, God calls Moses back up on the mountain. And we're going to talk about that. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Exodus. Or if you have your smartphones, I want you to turn in the Bible after Exodus chapter 34. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you one. We Just slip your hand up real quick. One of our staff will, will hand you a Bible. You can take that home if you don't have one. That is our gift to you. And we would be glad for you to take that home and, and use that and, uh, in any way. And, and that's yours. But <clears throat> before we get to our scripture, I was thinking... Uh, this past week, a lot of you know I, I, I do CrossFit, and, and I've been doing it for about five or six years now. And, and one thing that I hate to do, I mean, I hate this probably just as much as I hate painting. Like, I hate, because I hate painting. I mean, I loathe painting. Ugh, painting is just, ugh. But I, I hate doing this one action. When it calls for it in the workout, I just... Uh, I have a t-shirt that shows my rebellion on how much I hate this one action of the workout. Some of you love it, and you're called crazy people. And it's running. I hate running. Anybody else with me? You just hate to run? Like, man, I only want to run if something's chasing me or there's a cake at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I, 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 that's my kind of running. But I hate running. Some of you run for fun. Like, you like to run. Like, you get out there, and, and you're like, oh, this is so cool. You're running and you're doing your thing. You got your headphones on and your little bright colored hat, you know, and you're running down the street. No, it's not. And so here's the deal. I just hate running. I'll do it, but I hate running. And then they came, you know, marathons are big and then the 5K thing. Anybody ever run a 5K? I've done that a couple of times and it just... The thing with 5Ks is all they give you is like a banana and a t-shirt at the end. So I'm like, that's not, like, I need more than that. But, and then they came out with these obstacle course running. Anybody ever done like the Tough Mudder or the, the Mud Runs? I've done a few of those. It's a lot of the Spartan Race. They're a lot of fun. But then they tried to bridge the gap with this extreme running thing and it's not an obstacle course but it's fun they try to put fun back in run and they're like we'll give you a t-shirt no you boy you know we won't even give you a t-shirt you wear a white t-shirt first and you start off and you wear all white and as you run people will be on the sides throwing paint at you and it's this powdered paint that they're aiming for your face and aiming for your shirt. And they're throwing this. Anybody heard of the color run? Anybody, anybody done the color run? I haven't, I haven't participated in the color run. But you know what I'm saying. The people get done and they've got purple and orange and blue hair and their teeth are like, ooh. And it's like, man, they're, they're, their shirts and their clothes, they're just, 
smothered with paint and it's just colored up and then you see all their pictures and you're like, I was in a color run, yeah. And you're like, no duh, we know. And it's like, and how do we know? You see someone at a restaurant afterwards, you're like, hmm, I wonder what that guy did. Uh, you know, what, where did that girl go this morning? I want you, oh, she probably went hunting. That's probably what she did. No, no, you know what they did because they were in the color run. We know, we see these people. And that's the thing that we get to with Moses. When Moses goes up to the top of the mountain and meets with God, he comes down and the people look at him and go, he has met with God, something's different about him. Something, he experienced something that can't be explained. And they knew there was something different about him. And so we're gonna start at the end and then we're gonna backtrack to the, to the beginning. We're gonna talk about him coming down from the mountain and then we'll talk about him being up on the mountain. So we're gonna start in Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34, but before we do that, we're going to pray. Can we do that? We're going to pray. God, I love you so much, and I thank you for these teenagers. I thank you that they're here. I thank you for what you're going to do in their lives this morning. I thank you for what you've done in their lives through this past 21 days. And Lord, over the next few moments as we talk about your word and we go to groups and we experience you in a different way this morning, Lord, God, I pray that we get pumped up. I pray that we get excited and we're anticipating a big night tonight. And so, Lord, we'll talk to you in a few moments. But before then, we're going to talk about your word. And so, Lord, as we talk about your word, I pray that you would reveal it to our hearts and you would show us something that we've never seen. And even if we have seen it, Lord, I pray that you would show us something new. That today would be a day that's just is breakthrough, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Exodus chapter 34. We're going to start in verse 29. Verse 29, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, he had the two tablets of testimony in his hand. He was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them and so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him and they spoke to them, or excuse me, he spoke to them. Afterwards, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. Verse 33, when Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put a veil back over his face until he went to speak with the Lord. When we think about this, we think, man, he, he came down from the mountain and his face was radiant. It was glowing. It was, it was shining. His, his hair was white. His beard was white. It was It was powerful. And so we talk about that. We say, how in the world did that happen? He came down off the mountain and the people saw that he had met with God. But how did he get there? How did he become radiant? As it says over and over in these few scriptures, how did he get to that point of radiance? 
Real simple, turn a page over in chapter 33. Chapter 33. Verse 11 is pretty interesting. It says, The Lord would speak through Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. Now, some people, as I believe, think that when, when Moses spoke with the Lord, he was speaking and as the, the Christ was there, as he had spoken with him at the burning bush. And you can go back and listen to our podcast about that. And we think about, we think about Moses speaking to the Lord face to face. Some people think that it was, it was a, a very emotional, it was, it, was the, it was an intimate, that's what the face to face means. I really think, I, I can't help but think that Moses had the ability to, to speak with the Lord face to face. We see that later on in the New Testament in the transfiguration, Jesus comes down and Moses is a part of that too. And so they, it's just the connections are too cool. And so we see this, we drop down to verse 12 and we see something very interesting. Although Moses would talk to, to God as intimately as a friend would talk to another friend, we see this in, chap- in verse 12 that's just, it's amazing. Verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And you have said, I know you by name and I found f- you found favor with me. And if you are so pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember this nation is your people. So he's just, he's telling God his heart and he's just crying out. And then the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me from your people and all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you and know you by name. Verse 18, one of the most bold statements that Moses says to Yahweh. God, I am that which has always been. He says these words. Now show me your glory. He says, I've met with you intimately. He said, that's been great. You've, you've delivered us. That's been awesome. But I want to experience your glory. Show me your glory. I want to experience you for everything that you are, God. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, Yahweh. Time out. The Israelites wouldn't even say that word. And he says it with power and command. And he says, the Lord in your presence. He says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. And I'm thinking, Moses is sitting there, but God, we've talked. 
We've talked and we've talked intimately, God, and you know my heart and you know my name and you found favor with me, God. And God, I just want to see your glory. And God looks down and says to Moses' heart, no, you can't handle it. Yes, I love you. Yes, you are my friend, but you cannot handle my glory. In verse 21, he says this, uh, God says this, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you on a cliff, in a cleft in the rock, and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back. My face will not, must not be seen. And so God says, okay, okay, this is it. I'm gonna show you my glory. You can't see my face because Moses, you will die. But I'm gonna let you experience me. I want you to experience my power. I want you to experience the bigness of Yahweh. I'm going to scoop you up and I'm going to place you on the cleft of the rock. And when I come by, as I pass by, my hand is going to cover the place. But even my hand can't really contain it. And when I come by, my hand is going to be delivered from the cleft. And you are going to see the back, my backside and the glory is going to shine so bright. Moses, I hope you can handle it. You want to see this? You want to see my glory? This is it. This is it. And so we fast forward to verse 34. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, he was not aware that his face was radiant. It was glowing with the glory of the Lord. And students, I ask this. Are we at a place, adults, are we at a place where we can truly say, Lord, I want to see your glory and I want to experience you and I want to I make it known when I go out of these walls of this church and when I see my friends in my neighborhood and I see my friends at school and I see my friends at work or I see my friends at the mall, they look at me and they see that I am different because there is a difference because I have met with a living God and over the past 21 days, I've prayed, I've begged, and I've pleaded, and I've asked God to do something huge in my life, and He has, and tonight, we're going to the mountaintop, and we're going to meet with God, and my prayer is, and my request is, and my question is, friends, are you ready for that? Because if you're not, today needs to be the day where we truly consecrate ourselves, and we truly get things right, so that tonight, when we come we can worship unabandonedly and we can worship wildly and we can dance and we can sing and we can shout and our friends see that something is different about us because it's not about the numbers we encourage you to invite four friends two of those friends we encouraged you Pray that they might not, not, not pray this, but these two friends might not be unchurched, or they be unchurched, and they might not believe in Christ. 
Because I'm going to tell you, tonight at, at probably 7.15, 7.30, when Tony gets up and he shares the gospel, listen, guys, the gospel is going to be clear. And my prayer is that you're here and that you'll get on the phone and you'll get on the text message and you'll get on the Instagrams and the interwebs and you'll say, listen, friends, you need to be with me tonight. You need to experience what's going to happen tonight. We're not doing this just for, for, for publicity. We're not doing it for numbers sake. We're not doing it for anything else but to give God the glory. We don't want to be anybody else. We're not trying to be anybody else. We're trying to be us who's just giving praise to Jesus. And that's what we want you to be a part of. Yes, we're going to have a photo booth. Yes, we're going to have free snowballs upstairs. Yes, we're going to have multiple places where you can take pictures. And yes, we're, we're going to have lights and the sound and fog and it's going to be cool. And we're going to have an awesome band casting crowns in third day. And, and man, other wor prominent worship leaders, man, it's going to be killer. Tony Nolan's got, it's going to be so huge. <laughs> and I say that. All that stuff's cool but the gospel is gonna be there. The truth is gonna be there. Jesus is gonna be there. And so here's what I wanna do. I wanna do something a little different. I understand this is our last, this is our last Sunday of our regular scheduled programming as we go to our groups, but I wanna do something different that we haven't done this year as a group, as table groups. I wanna try something different. I couldn't think of a better way to end our time together than to pray with each other and pray tonight because tonight's celebration is going to be huge. Again, I, I don't know if you heard that. It's, it's going to be pretty big. I don't know if you've invited some friends, but you need to get on the horn. Even do it right now. You can even text your friends. Your youth pastor is telling you to text your friends right now in church because it's not about, it's not, and, and again, don't hear me. We just want to blow it out with numbers. No, we want people to hear the gospel of Jesus. We want them in a fun, safe environment. So here's what we're going to do. This part is going to be tricky. This part is going to be very, very tricky. So in a moment, I want to ask that we pray. No, we're not going to pray first. We're going to stand. And when we stand, this is the tricky part. Just go with me on this one. We're going to head over to the gym quietly. That's the tricky part quietly. I want to ask that you don't rib your neighbor. We don't cut it up. Just for a few minutes, we're going to head over to the gym. And I'm going to ask, don't, don't go to your tables and sit at your tables. But I do want you to gather as a table group in front of the stage in the gym, okay? And then I'll tell you the next thing that we're going to do. But here's the thing. Let's quietly head over to the gym and meet with our groups. Quietly, quietly, quietly. Awesome.